Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Happy Friday. I hope that you are having, or should I say, have had the most amazing week. You know how it is when we get to the end of the week, we try to figure out what went right, what went wrong, you know, the things that we got done and the things that we didn't, but we have made it to another Friday. Now, with that being said, this may be the first time that you are listening in or tuning to Conversations with Toy. I am Toy the podcaster. And on this podcast, we talk about self-care. We talk about mental wellness. We talk about things that are happening in Philadelphia and surrounding, you know, cities in the nation. And sometimes we talk about things that happen on what I like to call these internet streets. So thank you for tuning in. I don't think that anything happens by chance or by, you know, just a luck. I believe that if you were brought here, there's something here for you in this podcast episode. And so welcome. Now, with that being said, this week has been an amazing week. There has been so many things that are happening that I can't wait to share that have just been making me smile from ear to ear. You ever have one of those weekends where, or weeks that you just feel like, you know, you just crushed it? Well, that's kind of how I feel this week. I feel like I was given so many things that could have taken me out, but I literally took the time to just say, Let's, what can I do to get past it? And it helped me to reach a lot of goals this week. And I am very proud of myself. I feel like sometimes we don't tell ourselves or don't tell each other enough about how proud you are for the things that you have accomplished. Listen, you can go down a whole laundry list of the things that you didn't do. And even with all these accomplishments, I'm sure there's a lot of things that I didn't do this week, right? There's probably things that I could have done better. There's probably things that I should have done and Maybe I procrastinated. I didn't focus as hard as I should. But listen, give yourself some grace. Give yourself some credit for all of the things that you have been able to do. It's amazing to me sometimes that we can be our worst enemy. We sit in our heads and we tell ourselves how we're not deserving of such a good life. We're not deserving of all kinds of different things. And listen, that is no way to live. No way to live whatsoever. So this week has been good. And I am actually, you know, I feel like I'm always tired when I, every time you tune in, I'm like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. But actually I have to admit, I've had a lot of rest. I should say restful moments. Now, what I do, what do I mean by restful moments? You know, sleep is beautiful, right? And that is part of rest, but slowing down and not going to things or taking time out for yourself is honestly one of the best forms of self-care. This week, I was able to take a little bit of time to read some books, to catch up on my magazines, to sit and watch two movies back to back. And it felt good. I just didn't feel rushed. I didn't feel overburdened. And if you know anything about me, I'm also a blogger here in the Philadelphia area and content creator. So oftentimes I am invited to a gaggle of events that are happening. Now, in the beginning, when I started the blog, that was not the case. I was just blogging about my life, different things that I had learned, things that I had failed at, and I still do the same. 
However, now that has, you know, transpired into me going into events, whether it's reviewing a restaurant, um, lots of times I'm trying to tell you if it's a good space for kids or if it's a good space for, you know, dating, whatever the case may be, or I may attend an event that, you know, really is about self-care, right? And a lot of that can be very time consuming. And I mean, extremely time consuming and expensive, And so now I'm just interested in one, cutting back of being on the scene, not because I don't enjoy it, not because it's not, you know, something I cannot, I could, I have to do, but it's something that I want to do. I'm putting moments of space into my schedule. I think I've attended maybe, maybe three things this week. And that's like crazy for me because I've been at times where I've attended three events in one day. But slowing down and taking in this, my you know surroundings, having a little bit of more free time, instead of using events as my only free time, I'm actually putting in actual free time because oftentimes when you're at an event, sometimes you're so focused on getting the content, you're getting your videos, you're getting your shots, you know, long uh, clips, short clips, you're doing all these different things. You don't always get to take things in. So I have been making sure that I give myself rest. I allow myself to experience some things. I allow myself to be in the moment. And I have found that regardless of all the things that need to be done, I've just find that it's been helping. This has been the last couple of weeks and I'm going to keep it going that way. I want to give space for things that one, I really want to do things that resonate with me, things that make me smile, things that are going to make me happy things that are not going to come with any drama um, in any form, you know, whether it's the drama with the PR, whether it's drama with the people that are there. I I have no interest in being a a part of that. So I I say that to say, if you start to see me at less and less, I am completely fine. I am doing what's best for me. And I encourage you to do the same. Listen, I get it. I remember the days when I was the stay-at-home mom and I didn't get a chance to go out. I didn't get a chance to do things. And so I would pray for those moments when I would be able to do these things, right? And then you you get this moment and you feel like you have to be at everything because you want, you don't want to miss anything. Two, you know, it's, you know, sometimes it can build your social portfolio. There are a lot of things that happen along the way, but you have got to get to the point where you find some sort of balance. And I'm not going to say that things are always in balance, but taking time out, will help in that. If you haven't already done so, make sure that you follow me on the blog, which is at toytime, T-O-I-T-I-M-E dot org. Follow me there for all kinds of things. I try to get content out. There's at least four to five new blogs per week. And if anybody who is a blogger, a writer, they know how SEO works, you know, you have to have, you know, this many um, articles per month or not even per month, per week, because, you know, Google is doing some new things, how they're indexing people. And so, listen, I've already been doing this for quite some time. It's my eighth year. And for me, you know, I've just gotten quite used to knowing how to manage my schedule. My heart, I want to take some time out to just make a a comment about the Nashville Christian shooting, um, school shooting. And first of all, my heart goes out to the victims and the victims' families and friends who are going to be undoubtedly changed from this moment. As a parent, I have, I'm a parent of three children myself. Obviously, they're all in school. And the scariest thing is to know that, you know, sending your child to school could also be a hazard to them, could be a risk. They could have something happen to them. And as much as we say, oh, it only happens here, it only happens there, it only happens here and there. It's happening a lot of places that doesn't make sense. Is there is no safe spot 
right? You know, when I was growing up, I don't remember, and again, you know, it's been a long time since I've been in school, but I don't remember having this much stress of thinking that, wow, I could go to school today and somebody could bring a gun into the school and can kill me or shoot me or injure me or just be in distress over a gun. Like, I don't remember that. Um, I remember just being more lighthearted and, you know, we did tornado drills where we had to, you know, sit like in a, you know, gymnasium or so wherever they had us sitting and we had to learn how to put our hands over our heads in case a tornado hit, right? Those are the things that I remember. Those are the drills that I remember. But having my children come home and say that they're not even doing tornado drills, they're doing what happens if someone enters our buildings with a gun, what is the protocol to make sure the doors are locked, to make sure that they have a certain space that they need to be in. And it's scary to me because my youngest is just like, mommy, what do I do? Like, how will I get back to you? What if you can't find me? Like, and these are questions that I have no answers for. I don't have an answer, not one. And your kids, when they look up to you, they look up to you to keep them safe. And I can't keep them safe. Now, I've always known since I was a parent that I became a parent that I wasn't going to be able to keep my children safe from every harm and hurt and danger. But it's getting scary out here for parents. It's getting scary out here for children. Here in the Philadelphia area, there's so many shootings that's happened. It's, it's astronomical, honestly. And so my heart goes out to every last family affected. My heart goes out to this nation. Listen, I, I have no answers. I honestly know for one thing, I know there's going to people be like, well, where do you stand on certain things? Listen, I'm not against people having guns. I'm against people having uh, AKAs and all that stuff. There's no need for it. My father is in the military or was in the military. Those are the type of people who need them, right? Or maybe some type of police force need them, but not regular people. And so that's where I stand with that. Um, and again, you're not going to be able to tell a grieving mother who is now taking the time from planning birthday parties, from planning sleepovers, from planning graduation, from planning, you know, little events, you know, having family time, maybe family vacations that were already booked and now having to switch over and plan their child's funeral. We as parents know that it's the greatest joy for us to outlive, to have our kids outlive us, right? We don't want to be in a position where we're burying our children and so I can't even begin to put two and two together to say to myself, what are those parents going through? When I think about it, just thinking about getting that call, just think about seeing that on the news or hearing that on the radio from my own children, it makes my heart hurt. It legit makes my heart hurt because if I was ever faced with that, the only thing I could do was rush to get to the, to the scene to do what? To pray and hope that my child and my children are accounted for. That has to be scary. I know every parent that, you know, when all these things happen, I feel like we're getting desensitized to things like this, right? It's like, oh, there's another shooting. There's another shooting. But this stuff is serious. It's serious. It's it's hurtful. And again, one parent to another, to those people who are dealing with that and have dealt with that, right? My heart literally goes out to them because I just, I can't even put it together. You know, we have insurance plans put into place, you know, should something happen, right? You you do things to protect your, your assets as much as you can. And to, again, to make sure that family, you know, don't have to stress in that, in that time, but to think, to think that the planning goes far beyond, you know, just making sure you have the protection and thinking that one day you would have to enact it just because of an act in violence that could possibly be prevented um, is crazy to me, right? It's crazy to me. So 
Shout out to every family member who has been affected by the Nashville shooting, in addition to the families who have already lived this. You know, there's families that have already lived this that knows what they're going to go through. They know the hole that it's going to fill. And to be honest with you, as a parent, I don't know if that hole could ever be ever be filled. You know, a loss of a child, no matter how it happens, is got to be astronomical. So I can't even imagine. But again, you know, we always say pray for the families and, I, and I'm and i not against the prayer. I want you to go ahead and do it. Do do what you got to do. But we need something that's more substantial than just an RIP and some prayers. I, I need us to have a plan because, again, the United States is one of the most wealthiest com- countries in the world. And other countries do not. And I repeat, do not have such a serious gun issue because they have laws and regulations to help. A lot of times we're having politicians that's trying to scratch their constituents back, those who are backing them and all this other stuff. And it's just ridiculous because at the end of the day, while we're playing political Russian rule, not Russian, but political uh, war with each other, and we're playing these political games with one another and we're going back and forth about whose values is more important than the other. We have children, adults and all and the like that are losing their lives. And so we don't have time to keep dangling this carrot that if you know, well, if I if you vote for me, I'm going to make sure that you can keep your kids safe. And then when they get into the office, is they don't actually produce anything, right? We still have children that are dying in the hands by guns every single day, right? And if it's not one thing, if it's not that, then it's the parents who are leaving their guns unattended, not locked properly. And children have been killing children here in the city of Philadelphia. The rise in children dying from a handgun in their home has also gone up. I need you to understand that. It has also gone up that children that are inside of their safe home are having guns that are not locked up properly, that are in space or in eyesight of children who, again, are curious and they are dying or being injured by astronomical numbers here in the city of Philadelphia. Now, I took my daughter to doctors, I believe, one or two weeks ago. My doctor was like, listen, do you own a gun? And the reason why she wanted to know that is because they are giving away giving away for free a gun lock to you. So if you have a child, you can get appropriate gun locks. First and foremost, if you cannot afford a gun lock, first of all, you shouldn't have one. And especially if you have children in your home. Also, you should have a gun lock because again, if you have an adult that comes into that home and they take your gun and they commit a crime, there's a high chance that you could be charged as well. So why would you even take the risk? We can't keep the guns off the streets and we can't keep them safe inside of these homes. Parents, I am not anti having a gun in your home to protect in case somebody breaks into your home. You have a right to protect yourself, right? But we don't have a right to do is to not be responsible gun gun holders, right? We don't have a right to be, uh, I'm not responsible, but irresponsible uh, gun holders, right? We have to do what's right. And especially by the hands of children who don't get a choice in the matter. They can't tell you, well, hey, mom and dad, can you go get a gun? Um, Can you put a gun lock on this gun so I don't hurt myself or my family or a cousin member? And one last thing on this, because this is not going to be the whole episode, but one last thing, I want us to be 1000% sure That when we send our child to someone else's home, start asking the parents, do they have a gun in their home? If you send your child for a play date or sleepover to someone else's home that is not yours, begin the process of asking the parent, not the child, ask the parent, do they own a gun? Because that really should be, you should be considering that. If they have a gun, do they have a a gun lock? 
right? Do they have that gun secured? They should never have a gun in a child's sight where the child knows where the gun is. They know how to operate that gun. They know how to take the safety off. They know how to do all those things unless they're properly trained. So my heart goes out to the Nashville Christian school shooting because God knows, God knows that's got to be hurt, hurtful. Now, as we begin to lighten up this episode just a little bit, because we always want to, of course, give our condolences to those who need them. But I want to talk about self-care and music. Now, for me personally, I am a PK, which you've heard plenty of times before. A PK is a preacher's kid. But prior to being a preacher's kid, my parents were very and still very heavily in music. My mother was in the arts. You know, she was in plays, she danced, she directed, she can direct, she can sing. My father, he grew up in a family that sings. He plays the drums. I sing. Like we are coming, I come from a singing family. One of the things that I personally do when it comes to self-care is I use music therapy. And a lot of things for me when it comes to music therapy is listening to certain music, certain our artists, certain things that'll make my you know mood be a lot better. I have a playlist for, you know, when you're trying to go down and go to sleep, you have that playlist that's kind of like more jazz, more mellow, that's going to get your body and tell it's like, it's time to go to bed. Then I have that upbeat, motivating music that you can play in the morning. That's like telling you your day is going to be amazing. Even when you feel like crap, right? Even when you've woken up and you've hit that snooze button one too many times and you're almost late, but you're going to start start, stop at the Starbucks to get you a drink type of situation. And even with all of that, there's certain music that you can play in the morning that will just uplift you. And that's what I believe. So I am a very heavy component person of using music. And when I'm feeling upset or down, there are music that I will listen to that, again, allows me to get that good cry out that allows me to feel my feelings and, you know, process whatever it is that I need to process. And so music has been a very strong part of my life. I was on the choir with my mother, who was the director. And so music was very important. Now, growing up, because I had a choir director mother, um, oftentimes she would be learning the keys, learning the songs, learning the words. And so she was very repetitious in playing her music and playing the songs because she had to know that music, know the song, know the notes inside out. Being that she had three children who all sang three different parts, right? We all sang three different parts. We also too had to then learn, We she would practice and make sure we knew the notes as well. You can guarantee that one of her kids could go in any of the sections and sing any of those notes because we knew those notes inside and out. Right. And so as I've gotten older, I do the same thing at home. I find that when I get tunnel vision on a certain song, a certain artist that either evoke whatever type of feeling, I really tunnel tunnel vision on that. Well, today's guest is Kevin Ross. And let me just have a little fan moment. Right. I am so happy to do this particular uh, episode. Kevin Ross is one of those artists that I found on YouTube. I found him on YouTube. I don't know. He was doing, and you go to his YouTube page. He had like mixes of different songs that he was doing. And I was like, who is this young man? Like this man is amazing. His voice is amazing. These, these runs are amazing. Like his harmony is tight. Everything was, you know, as it should be. Right. And then as I begin to listen to him and see his music on YouTube, then I then begin to see, let me go through his albums. Let me see and start playing. Well, that's how I found Kevin Ross and anybody who believes that they are a Kevin Ross fan would know a few things. First of all, his singing and his writing is immaculate, right? That's number one. Number two, he is one of the most underrated artists. I feel like he does not get enough um, 
shine behind him because I'm like, do y'all, did y'all just catching on? And it's amazing. Cause I have a cousin that loves listening to him as well. And we were talking and I was just like, listen, um, Kevin Ross is the truth, right? So we were going back and forth and we're just comparing like certain sounds that, that make you think about when you hear Kevin Ross, there are certain songs of Kevin Ross that I will play immediately and in repetition that just make me feel like I'm riding on a summer day, makes me feel like I'm having the moment of my life, that makes me feel like everything is gonna be okay. And it's not really about the lyrics because the lyrics don't even match sometimes, but the music, the music, the whole experience does. And so I find myself again, when I'm having a day, I'm like, if I put Kevin Ross's on Kevin Ross's music, I'm going to feel that. So I'm not just saying that just because he is legit on, you know, today's episode, but because I honestly am a fan of his work. So when I was asked to, um, to do this interview, I was like, this is a no brainer. Like I was having like a fan moment. I've been having a fan moment all week long. I did not really tell anybody, I think maybe until yesterday that I was doing this interview because again, I just was having a moment and you ever have one of those things where it's like, how am I even in position to even have such an interview, right? Kevin Ross is coming to City Winery on April the 14th. This show is already sold out. Trust me, I've already checked. It's already sold out. He even has a wait list. Now, if you've never been to City Winery, you already know. First of all, City Winery is one of those spots where, again, it's wine, there's food, there's vibes that happen there. Um, the last concert that I was at at City Winery was Robert Glasper. If you know anything about Robert Glasper, you already know it was it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And it was so good. I personally knew it was going to be good. I made sure that I bought. I could have asked for a music comp. I could have did all those things. I bought me a front row ticket to listen to Robert Glasper. A front row ticket. Yes, I could have asked for a ticket. I could have done all those things that because I am in media, but I bought a ticket. And I'm going to tell you one thing. It is one of the best decisions that I have ever done. First of all, you can sit and order yourself some food. You can get yourself some good wine. You can vibe out. You can listen to your favorite artists. Like it literally puts you up close and personal. It's very, very intimate um, situation. So I know that when Kevin Ross does his show, it's going to be amazing. Like there's no other way to place it. So without any further ado, I will present to you Kevin Ross. All right. Conversations with Toy Family. Now, listen, we are ending the month of March on the biggest, highest note I could ever, and actually an actual note, if I could say. Uh, we have Kevin Ross here. Now, let me just have my five seconds a fan moment because I know my cousin's going to call me and say, girl, you didn't tell me. I didn't tell anybody. I wanted to keep this under wraps, but I am over the moon to have Kevin Ross on the show today. If you don't know who Kevin Ross is, I'm hoping by the end of the show you will, because this is an amazing artist, writer, producer, all the things. But listen, his music, which we'll get in, I'll, we'll get into all of that later. It just does. It just puts me in the best place and the best mindset. So, Kevin, welcome. Thank you so much for having me with the fire intro. I love it. <laughs> you are coming to Philadelphia and you are going to be at City Winery on the 14th right. of April. And listen, the show is already sold out. Tickets are gone. That's it. You know, I already checked um, because it's like, as soon as I saw that, I was sitting at my email and I'm like, look, what is that? And I looked. 
And before I could even blink good, it was already gone. Like I thought I saw <laughs> it, but I thought somebody was punking me, but then I saw it and it was real. It is sold out. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel humbled. It makes me feel very, very humbled. I'll let you in on something. I'll let you in on the fact that I haven't performed in Philadelphia in like six years. And so the last time I performed in Philadelphia, I was signed to a major label. Okay. And so um, when we were going for this gig, uh, you know, the promoters were very weary uh, because I wasn't in the market for six years, you know? Right. And so, you know, they did what promoters do, and that is to lowball and mm -hmm. to try to make as much money for, you know, exactly. their, their means and for their, their terms. And so, you know, in, in a sense, they got me. They got me a little bit. They got me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. But you know what? It's a testament to show value and worth as well in a mm -hmm. sense that somebody may, they may not think the greatest of you or they, or they may not think that you may sell any tickets at all. So I thank Philadelphia for showing up and showing out and proving that uh, I, I got people who rock with me in the city. And that means the world to me. So the next time that any promoter comes up to me in Philadelphia, they got to talk to me nicely. They really do. They got to talk to me nice, baby. I need the money. Listen, they need to because that wait list, it is a wait list. So again, if you've been following, I, I posted it so y'all can get on the wait list. I don't know what that means, but just get on the wait list. That's all I'm going to tell you. Um, but yes, it. listen, I know you have fans here because I personally heard you for the first time just like on a YouTube binge. Going through YouTube, going through YouTube, and I'm like, it, you kept popping up, I kept swiping out, like, oh, you know, kept going. And then yeah. one day I listened and I said, oh my God, who is this? Mm. So that's, that's how it started for me. Um, my mother was a choir director, so I was like, this man is singing. These riffs is riffing. Like, they is riffing. And not that weird, it. raggedy riff, like a good, clean riff where you ain't riffing every 2.3 seconds but just giving what it needs to give and it was everything for me thank you so much thank you and thank you for look thank you for taking a chance thank you for for, for pressing play i know sometimes it may take a while and for those who listening you know what i'm saying like depending on the picture that they got it with me i may not be the guy that you'd be like oh instant click let me see what this is about mm -hmm. but i promise you this i promise you if you're a lover of music if you're a lover of love Mm -hmm. If you work a nine to five, I, I I make music for people who work nine to fives. That that is honestly what I. It's do the regular make. people. It's literally the yeah. And that's and and that's that's who comes to my shows. That's who comes to my shows. I got so many uh, women, like school teachers and nurses. You know what I mean? Like real mm -hmm. heroes within their industry coming to these shows it hits different for me because it's like they need the music the most right to get through their days i have a four-month hero <laughs> let alone a whole classroom worth right. of children you deserve all the you deserve all the music listen you they deserve, deserve all all the things listen <laughs> i got three and my kids so they are just like why do you keep like why do you keep repetitiously listening to certain songs as a choir director daughter, my mother had to like, we had to listen to songs all the time. She had three kids and we all play, we all sang different, different notes. And yeah. so like when I catch to a song, it's nothing for me to play it 10 times. Yeah. So yesterday when my daughter got in the car, she was like, is that looking for love again? 
She knew it because I play it. And I was like, this is one of my favorite songs. So I'm just going to say for anyone who's a real fan, for me, there's a lot of songs that we can cover. But Looking for Love is one of those songs that puts me in an immediate happy mood. It makes me feel like I'm... It makes me feel like I'm doing like a drive, like a long drive, and I'm just, there's no care in the world, and I'm just listening to the music with the windows down, and I feel so at peace. I went on vacation two years ago, and that was like the song I kept playing, like sitting by the pool, just comfortable playing that, because it made me feel that light. That is, that's amazing. I mean, look, it's shameless plug. It is off of a project that I have out called Drive To, mm-hmm. and hence... Yep. I'm so glad that it made you feel like that because I am a, I'm a driver. Like mm-hmm. I don't get paid for driving. You would think I would get paid for driving how much you I drive. drive. You would think I'm a truck driver as <laughs> much as I've driven <laughs> right. in my life. Um, I used to date uh, a young lady when I lived in Atlanta who lived in St. Louis. For those who don't know how far <laughs> St. Louis is from Atlanta. It is nine hours just getting there. Mm-hmm. Nine hours. And I'm I'm full grown at this point. Okay. Um, driving nine hours and with a time change. With that mm-hmm. being said, this is the inspiration for my drive series. I needed music that I could drive to seamlessly effortlessly so i'm so glad that the spirit of what i went through come on passed on down to you listen it does that, that that's not how it does um <laughs> because i i had when i listened to drive two i didn't have to skip it's not wow. a skip it's not when you don't listen i know when a song or an artist is amazing when i don't skip not one and i just keep going back or not but i don't skip and it's just an amazing album but this show improve tour let the people know what is that going to look like? Cause you know, everybody is excited. I've been seeing nothing but greatness when I've seen it. Like when I posted it on um, the Facebook and I just did all the things, it was immediate messages, immediate messages because everybody is excited and ready. What is oh, it? Yeah, I mean, look, and I, and I hope that you can still hear me. Uh, my, my earphones died. I can um, hear you. Okay, good. But <laughs> um, show and show prove tour. I'm going to be honest. It ain't, it ain't really ain't really a tour mm-hmm. it's more so a string of shows and okay. so you know at this point in my career i am in a place where i'm in i'm in kind of like the final the final round of showing improving right um you know and you know and and it is going to get to a point where it's like if you don't know uh then that's okay right. uh but but i I will I will show and prove to those who rock with me, and so for me, it was kind of like that's that's what my life is. It's right. like, you know, I always have to show. I always have to prove myself in every room that I step into because I'm the least likely candidate. I'm the underdog. I am the true underdog story. Mm-hmm. And saying, uh, you know, it's just like I'm not. I'm not people's champions. I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not the favorite. I'm not the the most likely to, to be anything. So with that being said, it's not the fact that people don't like me or they have anything against me. It's mm-hmm. just the fact that I, I just, I wasn't their pick. Right. So with that said, I'm going to show and prove to everybody else that whether 
you like me or you pick me or not. I'm here. I'm right. here until ain't no there's no living, breathing human being that can X me out of the industry. Period. So I'm a show and prove that. And so hence the show and prove tour. Or the show <laughs> string of shows. Crazy to me because like I said, in I actually entered you in before you came in. And let me just say that you are one of the most underrated artists that I have ever heard. And I feel that way because again, I'm just like, don't y'all hear this music? Don't you hear these melodies? Like what what is going on with people? And I have just been like, listen, just telling people, listen to this artist, listen to this artist, just because I know how it made me, how your music makes me feel. And yeah. you are right. I feel like if people aren't gonna get it, they're not. But for those who do, we rock hard. Oh yeah. Look, and I and I appreciate everybody who who rocks hard because I mean it's it means a lot to me. It means a lot to me because I knew that I I had to earn each and every fan. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't a fan or or a supporter that I got based off of anything else out of my music. Right. You know what I mean? So you know the rest of my peers, you know they they may have a, a bunch of things in their arsenal where people be like, oh they look cool. You know, let me let me look into this. You know, whatever. I, right. I don't have that, you know, not saying I don't look cool. I mean, you know, I'd be swagged out on stage. I'm like, but, don't say that. <laughs> I'd be, I be swagged out now. But you know what I mean? Like in the sense that like, you know, it just it's just one of those things where it just it makes me rock harder with people that rock with me because it's like I remember. I remember when I had zero. I remember where I'm at now and I remember where I, where I will be in 10 years. And, and, and hella people will say, man, hope to see you in 10 years. Hope, you know. Hope that you this this and I'm like ain't no hope. I'm, I'm, I'm here. here. I'm right. like I, I hope to see you. <laughs> that part. <laughs> so yeah, what, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What <laughs> I love about you is that you are an amazing writer because you not only write a lot of the songs that are on a lot of your songs and singles and things of that sort, but you have written for other people as well. Trey songs, Nicki Minaj. Yeah. You've written with some pretty big heavy hitters, and I don't think people know that. They, yeah, they they don't. I mean, you know, it, look, it, we're in a day and age where, like, you know, like album credits aren't like the big thing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, you know, it's it's more so it, it it plays towards my advantage in the sense where I was able to really sharpen my tool with some amazing acts to understand what were the things that what were the things that made them great. What were the things that made them like that had the staying power. And every time I looked at one of those artists, it was never their looks. It was never their, never their outward. It was always like Trey's superpower is his drive, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, who else? Uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx's ability is to isolate. And what I mean by that is he can watch television and literally his whole face, his whole body will be in a stoic, stone-like space where most of us were aware of what's going on around us when we watch something you know what i mean we can we can understand but jamie has the ability to completely isolate and i've never seen it in real time and you know when you look at it you're like hey, oh, oh you all right you good <laughs> come back come on back <laughs> what's right. going on? it's like he literally goes into like a whole nother world like you know it's it's I mean, it's, it's hard to explain, but that's why he's Jamie Foxx is because there's only one of him. And so I've only experienced that once. So there's that. Um, but I but I take 
I took that away from them in a sense to say, you don't lean on the the superficial things. You don't lean on the fact that you can sing really well. You don't lean on the fact that, you know, you got a great body or whatever. You lean on the things that are the the intangibles. You know what I mean? And once you find your intangible or the several intangibles, then you're good to go. But yes, to answer your question, yes, I've written for a lot of people and uh, gleaned a lot from them. So shout out to Trey. Tony Braxton, mm-hmm. um, Tank, uh, Ty Dolla Sign, uh, 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 all of the OGs, SWV, Johnny Gill. Um, damn, it's, it's, it's hella people that I'm forgetting right now. Oh, shout out to uh, me getting onto the Creed 3 soundtrack. I'm featured yes. on there with uh, Westside Boogie and, um, and, and Kaz. And I wrote one for uh, Baby Rose, Heavy's the Head. Both of them are in the movie. Um, so we active out here, man. It's crazy. The pen still works. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> right. How was getting that call for Creed? Like, how was that call for you? Like, what was going through your mind when you got the call? Like, let's, let's do this. Another, another example of showing and proving. Shout out to my, uh, to my guy, Frank Brim. Uh, he calls me, he says, Hey, they having a writing camp out here in LA. Um, if you want to come out here, I was like, all right, bet. And, um, uh, went out there and, you know, every room, they had like this big ass, like, studio facility and they had like at least 10 to 12 studios in there so you know producers galore writers galore so you know i started to move around and write and i wrote at a feverish intensity um you know probably probably because this little one was on the way but um (laughs) it was it was such a it was such a intensity that i was just like i don't usually say this but like I said it to myself and I was like, I'm really killing this. Like right. I'm really I'm really killing this camp right now. <laughs> um and you know, it was just a feeling that it was just kind of like I was I was all over the place in the and in a good way, in the focus to okay. say, okay, I'm nailing these concepts, I'm nailing these melodies, I'm I'm writing at a at a very productive pace. Um, one of these gotta go. One of these gotta stick. One, one gotta you stick. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was just, yeah, I'm just, I was just passionate about that. So I got the call. I showed improved for about a week and then months went by and then two of them stuck. And I was like, all right, cool. Right. You know what I mean? I, I take two. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 <laughs> it was and better then, than none. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I know that you've worked with a lot of artists and you've written for a lot of artists, but what are two artists that you have not worked with that is on your list of that? If you could just sprinkle some, something into the air and it could happen right now, who are your two artists you would work with? Oh my gosh, Stevie Wonder is definitely number number one. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And then number two, number two, number two, number two. Okay, hold on. Okay, I, take your time. Because, you know, it's like, I want to, you know what? I want to be able to work with... And it's gonna be odd, but I want to either work with like a Birdman, okay, or a Master P. And the only reason why I say that is because the 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 wealth of knowledge that right. they have. Um, they were able to do something in black music, particularly in the genre of hip hop, that had never been done. Um, people counted them out, and mm-hmm. is because they counted them out and they thought less of them, they gave them more, right? So. When you when you don't think something will work, you'll give more of a percentage to somebody right. that 
God, it's trash. I'll give you 80%. <laughs> I'll give you 85%, you know, and then you make millions of dollars off of it. It changes people's tune. Now people want to re renegotiate. Can't take that mm -hmm. back. So um, I would want to glean from them because we don't have, we don't have a Master P and Birdman in R&B. We don't have, you know, front runners to do it independently with such bravado and gusto. So yeah. I aspire to that for indie R&B to be a trailblazer to show people, yo, you can, you can still top the charts with your own money. You can still be able to flip and, you know, do all of the things that you need to do. Um, you know, so I, I want to glean from them to be like, how can I be, how can I take the, the lessons that they learned from that space and apply it to, to my genre? Right. So, you know, this, even when you're doing tours or you're doing shows, like how do you prepare? How do, what is, what does your preparation look like before you go on, on stage? What does that look like? Uh, a lot of water. A lot of honey. Um, I mean, of course, praying. Just making sure that, like, my body feels warm, that my vocals feel warm. Um, and just, you know, just really focusing and, like, being intentional to say, okay, I got to be receptive of the energy for the night so that, you know, I can have a, I can have a normal run of show. But then something in, the, something in the crowd or, you know what I mean, the spirit of the crowd can make me do something that's completely off script and okay. I have to be open enough to receive it and to move, you know what I mean? With the moment. Yeah. Now I know I'm, you know, your fan base is, is varies from person to person, but you do have a female fan base. How do you handle that? Because it is what it is. Yeah. Or not that on the eyes. And so you, I'm sure you got a couple of people that do the most. So how do you handle that? Um, being very honest you know what i mean like just like you know i mean of course people can't see me but i'm, I'm sitting up here with with my kid right and so very clear about you know me making music you know what i mean like i'm i'm not here to be a heartthrob i'm here to make music that's for lovers or to or to feel loved or to be loved um or to see love for yourself and right. so you know for me my personal life, I try to, you know, keep separate. I appreciate that, you know, some, some women believe that I'm not bad on the eyes and, and I, you know, that's flattering. And so, you know, when it's, look, when it's showtime and, and I'm on stage and we're here for entertainment, we're here for entertainment, right? So, <laughs> right. You know, for, that's for, what it is. Yeah, for, for an hour and some change, you know, if, I, if, you, if I'm if I'm going to be your play boyfriend or whatever, hey, that's that's what it is. Right. Um, but we know when we go home, you know, you have you a life. To, yeah. Yeah. We, look, I, yeah, I got I got a life. And so that's that's what it is. It's just like, you know, I'm, I'm just not one of those artists where like I'm so absorbed in the lifestyle that it's mm -hmm. like I I feel like I have to lie to my base about who I am for them to like me. That right. I think is corny. And I just think it's corny overall for for men to not be present in their child's lives. And there's no excuse that could be made. So that's just that's just what I stand on. And so, you know, whoever takes offense, I'm glad. And that's just what it is. No, I love that. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> you have your own life, right? I mean, you're there, you're people should be there for the music. I mean, that's just what yeah. it is. 
And honestly, I feel like that's what it needs to be. And I love that. I love the fact that you like put that boundary and you're just like, this is what I'm going to do. This is my family. This is what I'm handling. And when I'm on stage, let's be on stage. When I'm when I'm done, I'm done. Let's, you know, we, we going on our next, the next thing. Because, you know, some people get caught up. I have seen it. I, I have seen it with my own eyes. And I'm just like, oh, that's a lot. Yes, it, it could be a mess. You know what I mean? But it's, you know, it's, it's all about how you view yourself and then understanding that, like, your your relationship with your fans is what it is. It is a relationship. And so you have to put parameters on that, just like in any other relationship. You know, it's like you have restrictions. You have things that you're willing to do and there's things that you're not willing to do. And so for me, I'm very clear. So, you know, like you said. What can the fans expect on the show on the on the 14th? Because, you know, again, it's sold out. I keep telling y'all, I know y'all going to get tired of me saying that. I just keep saying that because that means you snooze, you lose. Come on. Or the fact that it's on the 14th and it's sold out. So what can the fans expect? <laughs> A little bit louder for those in the back. Yes, we are sold out uh, in Philly. And, and so um, I think it's, it's going to be a great time, a great vibe. You know what I mean? Um, great energy and uh, great music. And yeah, I mean, I haven't been in six years. So I got a lot of energy to put forth in the sense of, you know, getting some things off my chest and really talking to the city, man. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm glad. And I'll, I'll just say um, for those who are listening who have never been to City Winery before, City Winery is, gives you the most intimate um experience it's the most ex intimate experience with the with the artists and you know i personally for those who don't get front row tickets to things this is one of those situations where you would like to get a front row ticket only because you get up close with the artists you really get to listen to their sound you get to hear them off of records and really listen to them for real and a lot oftentimes the shows that i've been to at city winery have been off the train so i know nothing less will be coming from you yes yes i'm i'm uh I'm 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 going to enjoy myself. Let's just say that. I'm here for it. What is if you had to choose between three songs? Like, let's say your catalog just went in, out of existence, and you only could choose three songs to remain. What three songs would that be? Oh my gosh, that's tough. That's tough. Um. Mm. Wow, long song away. Because mm -hmm. um, it it reminds me of the beginning. And uh, I would say God is a genius um, because it's a it's a message and a reminder that everything happens for a reason. Um, and the last song, oh, it's so tough. <laughs> it's so tough, man. Because I feel like I haven't wrote that song yet. I haven't wrote that song. I need. I need a, I need a, like a serious upbeat joint. You know what I mean? Like, right. that I just can't, I got some, but I need that one that is just like, oh, no, no, no. This, this is the one that I could dance to forever. You know what I mean? So until okay. I get that number three. I like that. Now yeah. let's talk about self-care. And yeah. the reason why I want to talk about self-care is because it's very important to me when I do any interview to talk about what the person who's coming on does for self-care. Cause I feel like sometimes people forget that they need to take care of themselves. We forget about taking care of our mental health. We forget to take care of ourselves in general. And I want to know, and I'm sure the fans want to know, which is including me, what is your self-care? What does that look like for you? Mm, self-care looks like eating good food, 
um, really treating myself in a sense of like, you know, maybe once a month, you know, what whatever city I'm in to go to the flyest restaurant. I always like, I'm like, what's the flyest restaurant you got? Like, right. I don't care about money. I just care about does it taste good? good? You know what I'm saying? So I can really just enjoy because the thing is, you know, pre-baby, post-baby is different in a sense of self-care. You know what I mean? And, and post uh, having a child, you got to you gotta find the time. You got to really find the time and carve out time for self-care. And so it's those little small moments. You know what I mean? I can't just dip off and be like, I'm going to Cabo. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> No, you cannot. <laughs> that's not. That's not in the self-care ministry for me as of right now. <laughs> I love that because, you know, I have three kids and I will say it's when that, that first one comes, it's just like it's a little light bulb because life do changes quick, yeah. um, changes quick for you. But it's a lot. I, I, I trust me, that self-care ministry changes very, very quickly. <laughs> um, and now you're saying post self-care is just finding that time. And how do you handle like trying to balance? I mean, because. Balance is not really a, a thing that we all achieve, but it's just like, how do you try to get yourself to make sure that you're not missing anything with your, your, your child and you just, your, your music? Like, how do you, how do you work that? Man, I support having a, a great support system um, and, and having that support system who understands, you know what I mean? And so for, for me, um, I'm I'm learning because I haven't mastered it yet, but I'm learning to say whatever energy that I have, I gotta I gotta put towards my child. I gotta put towards my family first, right? Um, then everything else that I may have left to put it towards music. That's a hard transition to make because pre-child, everything has been geared towards music. Everything has been geared towards, okay, first, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to work out because I got to get ready as an artist. Right. I'm going to go and do this because I got to do the artist thing. Artist, 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 music, music, music. Right. So it's like, this can't be the most important thing because I have a legacy now. And mm -hmm. do I have my legacy to say my dad cared more about his music than he did me? Hmm. I don't give a crap how the world perceives it that when I look at documentaries now that never resonates with me in the, in, in that same way anymore. When, you know, you got these documentaries and all these big heroes and they're like, Oh, they did this in the industry and they did this and they're phenomenal. And then they kids show up and they like, right. They're like, yeah. dad never, you know, he wasn't really there, but, he is who he is to the world. And it's, right. like, it's like, that's not the man. That's not the man I know. That's what they'll say. That's not the man I know. You're, you're, you're passing down bad traits to generations to say that work. It depends on what you work on means more than that child. Yeah. So right. I don't, I don't ever want for my child to feel that. Like I said, I'm not perfect and I'm, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still getting <laughs> <laughs> first of all, let me just say you are being hazed. This is called parental hazing because you haven't, you ain't even made it to the first year. 
So let yeah. me just leave it right now. Uh, this is the parental hazing moment. And with that being said, you got a long way to go. Just like the title of the song. You got a long way to go. You don't get it. You got a little ways to go. Yeah. I appreciate that though. I receive it. I, re I, re I receive the hazing. Yes. Yes. Cause I mean, it's a, it's, you know, trial and error. Like you don't, there's no parental uh, guidebook. We don't have one. You didn't get one unless they even gave one to you and not me. So, you know, we try to do the very best, try yeah. to do the very best we can. Absolutely. I love that. Well, I am just so happy to have had you on the show. I can't wait. Just cannot wait. I'm so glad that we were able to make this happen. And again, I mean, for all the fans that are listening, this is Kevin Ross. And if you're going to the April 14 show, you're going to be blessed. I already know. I already know. Musically, the energy is going to be everything. When them lights go low, it's going to be time to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, thank you for having me once again. I, I really appreciate it. Um, it means a lot. It means a lot. Yes, this means a lot. Like I said, I've been keeping this under wraps because I didn't want to like let anyone know. But now that it's out there, this has been one of the best ways to start the year. Just having you on the show has been amazing. Although and, and, and small PSA, mm -hmm. if you Philadelphia, because it is sold out, you could make your way to New York City, April 6th, New York City. April 6th. That's next Thursday. I don't know when it's going to come out, but I'm just saying. Not tomorrow. So, or today. It's Friday. So, yeah. April 6th. Okay. Philly. Go and take that train to drive up to New York. I'm going to be at Sony Hall. You know what I'm saying? So, for those who are on the waiting list and they like, dang, y'all going to go out anyways. Y'all going to have a date night anyways. You might as well make it in New York. You dig what might I'm saying? Well. It's See a quick boy. trip. Especially on the train, it's a quick, quiet trip. Honestly, it's just I'm, quiet. Get on there and keep it moving. I'm taking the train up myself. I'm finna wake up, <laughs> get on that train. <laughs> right. I, I took it a couple weeks ago, and it, it is what it is. But it's 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 fun. And it's fine. So yeah, if you can't, if you didn't get tickets and you're on the waiting list, please make your way to New York on April the sixth. That will be amazing because the energy of New York. Listen, Philly is going to be Philly. We are going to come out super strong. Absolutely. They coming in the building strong. They waiting. They is waiting. So get your book, get all your honey and hot water because they ready. Absolutely. I'll be ready for them. <laughs> all right. Now, what did you think? Listen, I'm glad that Kevin was very, you know, just an amazing interviewer, right? Just absolutely amazing. And um, interview, I should say. And um, it just makes me love his music even that much more. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that if you have not and aren't sure who Kevin Ross is, that you get to know him a little bit more from this interview. In addition to knowing him a little bit more, I want you to download his music. I want you to listen to his music. I want you to hear his albums and hear the way that it makes you feel and just let yourself like have a moment. Kevin's Ross music, Kevin Ross's music is just about having a moment. And you're going to have moments and moments and moments and moments. This is a singing brother. So I am elated as a podcaster to be able to do this episode. I am elated as a fan, like an actual fan of his work. Um, I didn't have to research his music. I didn't have to look over anything. I am a true fan. So from one fan uh, to all my other fans who are listening and tuning in, you know how much this was like. I've, I've been smiling from ear to ear. When I got the email, I'm not going to lie. When I got that email, I was like, this got to be a joke. I must be being punked. This is a prank. Like this is something, but you know, it really wasn't the PR that I work with. Like it was just, he, he knew. And so I was like, 
please put me on that. And so we made it happen and I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm excited for that. So now that we're going into our weekend vibes, if you are here in the Philadelphia area, make sure that you come to the Philadelphia Zoo. They are having this exhibit and it's amazing. It's called Staying Power and it is featuring these larger than life, uh, dinosaurs as well as insects. I went through it myself. I will be taking my kids. I always try to go first because, you know, I can enjoy it more than being in mom mode, but I I'm telling you everybody should go and experience it. It is amazing. There's some, you know, souvenirs you can buy at the end. You know, if you're a member of the zoo, you don't have to buy a separate ticket. If you're not, you will need to purchase a separate ticket as well as the ticket to the admission to the zoo. But I think that is actually worth it. You will have a great time. Kids and adults of all ages actually will love it. I think it's just a great to see insects and the and the, and the dinosaurs up close. So make sure if you're in the Philadelphia area that you check that out. If you are not and you want to say, what's a movie that I should be watching? Today, Dragons and Dungeons come out. Um, it's actually called Dungeons and Dragons movie. And it's actually really, really good. I took my son to a special premiere of it last week. I will go see it again. I will pay my money to go see this. Um, I'm going to take the whole family. When I tell you this movie is good, I loved it. I loved every aspect of this movie. There is a lot of action. There's a lot of amazing stars in this movie. It is star studded and everybody's energy was amazing. This is a uh, movie that has action from end, from beginning to end. You will not be bored out of your mind. This is not one of those movies this gets my stamp of approval if I had to have one. So if you are looking for something to do nationwide, make sure you go and see Dungeons and Dragons. It's going to be great. Um, other than that, it's the weekend. I have a couple of things that I'm going to be doing with the family that are surrounded by media events. And we're going to have a great weekend. There's a lot going on. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. The drink of the day is going to be Hampton water. Now I haven't had a drink in a day in a long time because again, I'm trying to, at the time I was trying to regulate my medicine and get all the things together, but Hampton water is the drink of the day. This is a rosé. This rosé is absolutely amazing. This is made by Jesse Bon Jovi and John Bon Jovi himself. Um, and when I tell you this, this rosé is so refreshing. It's so crisp. It's so light. It's just really good. It's not overly sweet. So for people who tend to gravitate towards sweeter rosés, this is not one of them. It's kind of like in the middle. And I feel like it's kind of dry, but really good, like dry and crisp, but it's so good. So again, go ahead and get you some Hampton water. That's what it's called. And it's delicious. So give yourself, you know, a little try. I'm going to put the link in the show notes, as well as the link to get, again, Kevin Ross's music. Put yourself on the on the um on the waiting list for the Kevin Ross um, show at the City Winery. City Winery and I have can have done many of uh, media events and sponsors before, so I'm happily say go to City Winery. You will absolutely love it. Make sure you get there early enough so you can order you some food, get you some wine. Make sure you have your stuff together. This is going to be the show of all shows. So thank you, Kevin and Kevin Ross and your team for allowing this to happen. Thank you to Brian Butler Media Relations, and to all of you, my listeners who are just amazing in every way, I hope that you have the most amazing weekend. I hope that you find at least one activity that you truly enjoy. Life is meant to be enjoyed. So find one activity that you enjoy that's not surrounding your title. So that means if you're a wife, it's not something that you're doing as a wife. If you're a mom, it's not something that you're doing as a mom. If you're a dad, none of those things, none of your titles matter. Who are you as a person and what do you love to do? Find that one activity and do it. 
It has been my honor and pleasure being on this particular episode, and I hope that you have a great weekend and thank you for tuning in to Conversations with Toy. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.